Hey everybody, Dennis Tooley with the MS Warriors Way podcast and uh, just want to let you know that today I will be joined by a friend of mine by the name of Lisa Sears. Lisa is also an MS Warrior and is very engaged in the MS community in the Indianapolis area and uh, advocating for uh, a lot of things in, are connected to MS. She'll be joining me here in just a moment. So sit back and uh, enjoy our conversation here on the MS Warriors Way. Well, hey everybody. Uh, we are joined today by my good friend, Lisa Sears, or as you'll see her on uh, her, her world famous tour, Sears. She, that's the Sears. Just she, Sears. Since since the uh, since the store closed, she doesn't have any competition with the name now. She just goes by Sears. So Sears is uh, joining us, and uh, so I, I'll have to say I'll do my best to refer to you as Sears. But since okay. I've known since, since I've known you so long, you've always been Lisa to me, and so uh, I, I, I'll do my best. But I'm an old I man, think. and I forget some of these things. So. I, well. uh, so Sears, uh, I I had mentioned before you joined into uh, this conversation that uh, you and I know each other uh, because we both have multiple sclerosis. And uh, I didn't mention some of the other things that we're both comedians, but uh, we'll get to that later. So tell me a little bit about your journey with MS. When uh, when were you diagnosed, and and what kind of brought about that discovery or that diagnosis, what led to the diagnosis? Well, it was in March of 2000, and I had thrown a party for my best friend. She graduated from the police academy, and another friend's birthday was the same time. So I had a big party at my house for the two of them together, combined party. And I was doing Muay Thai at the time, um, the art of Muay Thai, and I had a heavy bag out in the garage. And I got, I don't drink, but I, I got drunk that night because I wasn't leaving. It was my house, my party. And they were agging me on to punch the bag and stuff and show them some moves. And so I did it. Then two days on Monday, my bottom of my left foot was tingly. And I was like, ooh, I think I pinched a nerve. I didn't wrap my glove. I didn't wrap my hands like I'm supposed to. I didn't do anything proper for Muay Thai. And I was like, I pinched a nerve. I went to my massage therapist. I went to my chiropractor. And they're like, yep, we think it's a pretty bad pinched nerve. And I'm like, me too. And then it just kept coming up my leg. And it just kept coming up mm -hmm. and it just, I was like, okay. And I was in, in home sales and I drove a stick at the time. I'll never forget this. My memory is horrible, but I remember certain things so clear. I drove a stick and my left leg was going. And so you have to use both feet. And it was like, mm, this is getting a little scary now. It was about a week and um, it moved up into my arm. And I was like, yeah, something's not right. I better go to the doctor. And I went and saw my family doctor. And he goes, well, you either have a very bad pinched nerve or you have MS. And I looked at my girlfriend at the time and I said, I don't want to be a Jerry's kid. <laughs> and she said, you idiot, that's MD. But back in 2000, you didn't know anything about MS. I don't know if Google was around even, you know, back in 2000. I'd have to look that up. But there wasn't very many resources or anything, you know? And then he said, 
we're going to set you up with the neurologist appointment. We're going to set you up for an MRI. Well, they couldn't get me in for a couple of weeks for the MRI. And the neurologist was like Wednesday. That was Monday. It was like Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. I don't know. It was later on the week. And he said, if you have any problems, call me. Well, Tuesday morning, I woke up in the bottom of my right foot, started tingling. I'm like, no, this is not okay. And I called him, he goes, go straight to the ER, we'll admit you. So I went into the ER and they admitted me. They did the spinal tap, ever so fun, um, spinal tap, horrible, horrible thing. And I was in the hospital for a couple of months, or for a couple, about a week and a half, I guess. I don't know for sure, but um, yeah. And then they sent me home and on a lot of prednisone. And they, the thing of it was, it's scary because they didn't know anything about it back then, hardly. You know, right. it's it's kind of kind of like right now with the coronavirus. Actually, I said this this week. I said it's scary because of the unknown. That's right. like when I got diagnosed with MS. I said to my mother, "I wish this was cancer. At least I would know kind of more about it." I said, "You know, if I have to have cancer, I'd rather it be breast cancer because that's pretty easy." Yeah, um, fourteen years before my breast cancer. <laughs> Ironically, right. yeah. which, which the MS actually, my MS drug studies actually what caused my breast cancer. But um, back to in 2000 and, it, you know, it was, it was hard because I was an in-home salesman and I was a training Muay Thai and all this stuff. And I was a very active softball player. And I was like, I cannot just sit around and not do anything. I actually paid my girlfriend to take off work and drive me to appointments and carry my equipment in because I was a home improvement salesman. I had a big old window. I couldn't carry it, you know, but my mouth still worked. So we went in and uh, I explained what was going on and she just sat there and was quiet and I sold my stuff because I was straight commission. If I didn't work, I didn't get paid. Right. So I was like, "Mm -mm, I'm not letting those guys out sell me just because I'm sick. So, uh, got back to work and, you know, and it, it, that was the best thing I think I could have done is push myself. And I'll never forget. My mom said to me, I'm glad it's you and not your sister. Cause she would just lay down and die. Hmm. And you know, and it's, it's scary because that's, I'm, I'm a keynote speaker now and, and the name of my speech and, uh, my documentary actually is stand up, fall down comedy, but my speech is stand up or fall down. Because you have two choices. You can fall down and not get back up, or you can stand up and get going again. You know, right. and I'm glad I chose to stand up again and get going. Right. Um, That's one of those things. I, I talk about this with, well, I've, uh, quite often on the podcast, you know, I talk about the importance of choosing how you're going to focus on dealing with this monster we call MS and mm-hmm. that with the choice that you make, it'll determine whether you're, you're going to stay down or whether you're going to keep getting back up and keep fighting. And, and so it, it, it is, uh, it's that critical piece of making that choice. And the, the good thing is you chose to not let it consume you, but to become uh, an adversary against it. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. I see too many people, poor me, poor me. Oh, and I see it on, I see it on Facebook, the MS groups. And they're like, I, this is the one that blows my mind. 
I've seen people say, have you had your friends all leave you because you can't keep up with them and all this stuff and you've lost all your friends? And I'm like, what kind of friends did you have? I have more friends now. Right. You know, and my friends, if I can't keep up, they push my ass down and make me get in the wheelchair and go. You know, I mean, they just, my friends don't ever leave me behind, you know, and I just don't, hey. That blows my mind and people are just so poor me and I think that's why they're frenzy not because they're MS because of their attitude and I and you know and I try not to say anything but attitude is everything and it absolutely right. is everything I say it all the time your attitude will determine your altitude yeah. and if you yep. have the right attitude you can you can soar you you do not have to uh, you don't have to bemoan and whine and complain you can actually thrive in spite of MS. Yeah. And then, so that it came, my feeling came back, you know, and I didn't really have too many problems unless I was either boxing, running or playing softball. Um, one time I remember I was the coach because I'm not very good. So then I got to play and uh, my MS, I was overheated playing softball one Friday night and my buddy goes, you're out. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm the coach. And she goes, you're out. Bye. And I walked to the dugout. Well, I wobbled to the dugout. And um, I got to the dugout, and a friend of mine was in there with a friend of hers that didn't know me. And she goes, how much have you had to drink, Steers? I'm like, nothing. And she's like, you're right. And my buddy goes, she doesn't drink. And she was like, what? Because I slurred like I was drunk, and I wobbled. People thought I was a raging alcoholic at the ballpark. Mm. You know? Right. But, oh, well. You know what? I cool down, then I get back up and go again. I mean, there have been many a times when I was boxing that I got overheated that I just had to tap out and stop from that, you know. And but didn't have too many problems. And then I was in an MS drug study, um, so that was about I was 2014 was when I got out of the drug study. So about three and a half years I was in that before that. So about 2010, 2011, I guess 2010, I was in an MS drug study my neurologist, because I took myself off my my shots of Avonex, and I was like, I don't need these. You diagnosed, diagnosed me wrong. I don't have MS. I'm good. I'm Look at me. I'm good. I, I didn't want to believe it because I felt pretty good, you know, and I was I took myself off my Avonex, and he goes, there's the drug study I think you would be good in, and I was like, okay, and it's a pill. I was like, okay, I can do that. One of the side effects happened to be skin cancer and she had to read me this really long thing of what you could get the side effects possibility and you don't know if you're in the placebo or you're actually getting the medicine and she was reading all this stuff and I said you know I'm not paying attention right and she's like yeah I can tell and I said because whatever you're saying I'm not gonna get and she goes well a lot of people on the placebo do get these side effects and I said yeah because you're telling them what to get I said, I refuse to have any of those, whether I'm on it or not. The only one I couldn't control was the cancer, unfortunately. Um, instead of skin cancer, it was breast cancer. I didn't know the difference. They weren't very big. But um, you said comedian. You didn't say very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but um, that caused my breast cancer, and I got kicked out of the drug study, and uh, went through my breast cancer, and... Same thing, attitude. With that, the week that I got diagnosed with breast cancer, I had a party. 150 people showed up. Go on pink for boobs. We went to the hair salon. 
I went pink and did my mohawk, which, sorry about the hair, this is quarantine hair, and it's awful, sorry. But, um, you know, I mean, you have to embrace it, and I, I had fun throughout it, I, as much as I could. You know, I went with a, a little hat on my bald head and a red beard for St. Patty's Day, my second chemo. I was at the gym still every morning. Um, you know, and it's, it's, people are like, mm, and I'm like, no, really, it, your attitude and mentally, you've got to realize that that's like this, this virus. I'm prepared to get it and I'm prepared to beat it. I'm not going to die from it. I, 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 I am sure I'm going to end up with it. I mean, they, I guess so previous hurts our immune system to the point that, you know, they say you could possibly get it a little bit easier and I've been in quarantine since March 16th because of that but I'm prepared I mean once they open up and stuff you know I, I have friends I've had it and they said you know the headache's the worst and I'm like well I got a bunch of Tylenol and I've got you know stuff I'm gonna be and my CBD and I'm gonna be fine but um back with the breast cancer after that I got through that I had my double mastectomy went through chemo and then my MS started getting worse, my legs. Um, it got to the point that I couldn't walk. My neighbor was having to come pick me up off the floor. And I'll tell you, it was one of the worst times of my life. Um, you can't, like I said, I was a, you can't tell by looking at me now, but I used to be a, a boxer and a runner. And a, well, you can tell by looking at me that I was a softball player. But um, I mean, it was horrible because I couldn't walk. And I, I couldn't walk from my kitchen to my couch. And I had to use my walker and I would put my breakfast on it. And I would say, look, meals on wheels, you know, and, and tried to laugh through it. But it got to the point that it was so hard. The day I had to crawl on my stomach to my car and pull myself in, it was one of the hardest days of my life, you know. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I just almost know. took my own life. Well, that's the the part that, you know, we, we talk a lot about the importance of having a good positive attitude and, and always looking for the, for the good. The reality is there are some very depressive things that happen because of this disease. You know, you, you talk about how difficult it was for you uh, when your legs gave out. Um, you know, I, I remember you've, you've met my, our son Jake uh, yeah. when he was young. Uh, I don't remember exactly how old he was. I think he was probably in middle school, but he came home to find me. I had, I had done some stuff outside and went to take a shower. Uh, I was going to clean up because when he got home from school, we had plans and he came home from school and uh, found me. I was in the shower, but I had fallen in the shower and I couldn't get up. My I, did, I had no strength in my legs and I could not even pull myself up. And he found me there in the shower and I'm, you know, the, just the, the dealing of the humility of, of what happened in that moment, uh, you know, right. it, it, it took so much for me to try and, and come out of the spiral that that caused, you know, even, right. even with the support of a great support network, you know, you talk about your friends and how supportive they are. That's, you know, my wife, Mary and my son, Jake. They were, they've always been in my corner. They're always there to encourage me and lift me up and challenge, you know, but 
it's still there. There are those times when you have that, and I want to be real with people and let them know. Yes, no, it, you'll have those moments. You'll have those moments, but it when you choose not to stay there, and you you make yourself, you know, come out and and do something out of that spiral. That's where the attitude helps you overcome. You know. Well, so I mean, it got so bad that I was just like. I can't do anything I want. And this was actually after I started comedy, after I'd even met you. Um, I didn't leave my house for two weeks. And I probably would have killed myself, but I couldn't get up on the ladder. Yeah. That's... Um, eh, eh, it's, you know, you got to laugh about it. Well. And um, you have to. Yeah. And the thing of it is, I'm so glad I didn't because my life is beyond amazing now. And, but after that, you know, it got, I don't know. It just, there were times that, um, it was hard and I have a scooter now and I have a, I have a, I have a mobility scooter, a cane, a walker and a wheelchair, and I can jog this much now, but you know, we were up in Canada and anybody watching this probably knows about MS and we have, great bladder control and <laughs> I was up in Toronto with um, some friends of mine and we had gone to the castle up there and they didn't have a wheelchair and I was using my cane because I wasn't walking that well still and um, they were out of wheelchairs so we didn't stay long and we decided to go to the aquarium because they had plenty of wheelchairs we called them they had plenty and we were like okay got an Uber and we were heading there and we passed a dispensary we I'd never been in one. We were like, stop, you know, we wanted to go in and see stuff, you know. And my friends that were with me, they they um use and have, you know, and I've known them all my life. And so I was like, What's that? What's that? What's that? And they're like, We'll explain it later. Shush. You just don't look good asking all these questions. Shut up. And I was just like, What is that? You know, I didn't know. Um, because I barely drink and I used a few times when I was a kid and a few times during breast cancer. I actually had one joint that lasted me the, the whole time during breast cancer just to be able to sleep. And um, because none of the medicines were working, you know, at all. Right. And, uh, and I told my oncologist about it and she's just like, Sears, don't smoke that stuff. Eat it if you have to. It's better, you know, that your, your stomach can process it better than your lungs. Anyways, so we went to the aquarium. And then when we got back to the hotel and I had to go to the bathroom and we got there right after five and all the shops had closed and we were not even close. And the, there was no bathrooms near and the Benihana's was open. And so I dove in there and you know what? Got right to that stall door and there it went. And I had to walk out through Benihana. Thank God I had a sweat jacket and I tied it around me, but it's still mortifying. Right. And I knew a lot of people there on this trip because it was a, it was a company trip, you know, and it was just so embarrassing. I went up to a shower and he goes, Hey sis, you want to drink? And I'm like, yup. And I don't, I don't drink. And I didn't care if it was Jim, Jim, Jack or Mary. And he put liquid marijuana in there and he bought a little joint and it was legal up there at the time. Even it is now too, but it was legal up there and he bought a little joint and he wanted to go outside and smoke. And I said, I'm going to go downstairs and sit in the lobby and talk to other people. I know why you guys go out and do that okay we got to the elevator and I was like I forgot my cane he's like do you want me to go get it I'm like no why do I not need my cane went downstairs and I walked outside I walked the block with him without my cane I was like 
what is this and why is this horrible thing that's so bad? Drugs are bad. Don't do drugs all my life, you know? And I'm like, how is this helping me walk? And the next day was actually the gay pride parade and it was blocked off for eight blocks because the prime minister was the head of it. And I was like, there's no way I can walk eight blocks. I had my cane. I said, can I get some more of that? And he put some more in my drink and sorry, I was high as can be, but I had my cane in my hand and walked eight blocks like, do, 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 you know, like nothing. And I was like, I don't understand this. So I started doing research and just dove into it. I probably researched that more than I did six years of college, anything, you know, for all that put together. Because I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. And this was before CBD was a thing, you know? And I, so when I would go out to California for comedy, I would get some heavy doses of it and use it. And that's, and now that CBD is legal, I'm able to use that every day. Um, and hence I have my own CBD line because I wanted to help others with MS and breast cancer and stuff. And I put vitamin D in it because that helps us even more. And um, I'll tell you what, it's, it's amazing the difference that, and it stinks that they won't legalize it because it's not about getting high. It's, it's a medicine that just, it, it saved my life. It really saved my life. And, you know, some people are against it. And I was too. I'm a hypocrite. I'm the first one to admit it. I am a hypocrite when it comes to marijuana. But you know what? Not now. And that's why, I, you know, I go out and fight it. And, you know, that's how I met Sylvia, actually. Um, Sylvia, uh, she has MS. You, not Brown. That's the psychic. Sylvia Kemp. <laughs> Isn't that her name, Kemp? I think. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, so, I have, so I have the like, MS memory problem, so I can't. <laughs> I've got the MS. I've got the MS memory along with the, the, uh, the uh, chemo brain, and then you add cannabis memory. So yeah, about a <laughs> hundred. But um, but I met her at normal because I became a part of it, and I was like, there is no reason. And I have videos of me not being able to walk, eating a gummy bear, and being able to walk. I couldn't get up to get dressed, and then I eat a little gummy bear, and I can get up and get dressed and walk. It makes no sense. And so, yeah, I mean, and, and from there things have just been progressing i mean i'm not great i'm not back to normal by any means um you know i still don't have the feeling am i total feeling i feel like i have a glove on all the time on my left hand you know um because it was the whole left side that went paralyzed and i don't know yeah it's uh it's interesting because much like you uh i I, I don't say that I had a, I never had an M or a, a marijuana issue. Uh, I never really used much of that in my younger days, but I, I spent some time uh, in my, I'll refer to it as youth because I was a lot younger, uh, but I, I spent some time stuck on stupid and got involved in, in some drugs. And, uh, you know, my, uh, if, if cocaine, was as good for your MS as marijuana, you know, I, I'd probably be in big trouble because, you know, I've, I've been clean and sober now long enough that I don't have any desire to go back to it. And so when people started talking about, hey, uh, you know, marijuana is really showing some promising aspects and, you know, I'd be like, eh, you know, I don't it's know. Not it's, it's different. It's well, different. It's not different. Ex exactly. 
but at first it was, it was one of those things. I was just like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm going to stay clear of that. I'm just, no, I'm not going to, but the more I've read and the more people I've talked to, um, I don't know if, if you've connected online with any of the MS groups with uh, Dr. Matt Klein, uh, but he's, he and I were connected through one of the MS groups and as a doctor, you know, he started looking into it and, and he is a, a very big proponent of what, you know, uh, marijuana, uh, what cannabis can do for people with MS. And so it's, it's one of those things, uh, you know, when here in, in Indiana, before they even legalized CBD, uh, that was one well, of the they few, that. oh, they, they were fighting that and, you know, the interesting thing was uh, I was having conversations with some of the people that I'm connected to that, you know, are up in the state office and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I having conversations there uh, to. Well, I went because I have that video of me and I mean, proof is in the pudding. Look at the video. Read the end. That's all I want you to do. Just look at the video. Yeah. And so I, I scheduled a meeting with Bosma's office and I went there and it's funny because um a friend of mine, well, I call yeah, a friend of mine, yes, she used to work for the uh, National Cancer Association. Um and I worked with her there for a benefit. I did comedy for them. Um at Morty's way back in the day when I first started, she had I did comedy for the the breast cancer or for the cancer association. And then she st- sent me an email and goes, well, I'm leaving the cancer society, but I'm going to the MS society. And I was like, really? That's Mm -hmm. just odd, you know, that I get you with both and everything. But yeah, so um, she happened to be the next appointment when I was at Bosma's office, you know, and I came out and she was coming in. She's like, I'm disappointed you have your cancer. I said, well, I didn't think I should probably use anything before I came down here. <laughs> I didn't know, you know, and so, you know, so, but. I wanted I so badly, all, I wanted so badly to prove to you that this is a good thing, so I got a little bit high before I came in. Is that okay, Brian? <laughs> no, no, okay, that was Donnelly's office, and then I oh. went to Bosma's office, I went to okay. Bosma's office, too, yeah. and then I tried to get with the governor, Holcomb, he won't even talk to you about it, and it's just like, until and I've said this, until you need it and you're sick, I mean, I didn't get it. I didn't, you know, I'd be somewhere at an outside picnic uh, festival, whatever, gay pride festival, whatever, and somebody would start smoking in our group, and I'd be like, hmm, go over there. I don't mind if you do it. Just don't do it around me. Don't get it around me. I don't want it. And now I know more about it than most of my friends that have smoked it all since they were 16 or younger, you know, and because I dove into the difference of, what's going to help me and why is this working? And there's, there's so many, there's like sativa hybrid indica and they work differently. And I only want it when I ever get it when I'm out in California, I only want the sativa because that gives you energy and it's not the one that uh, people always think of the potheads. Cause that's the only thing you know is, Oh dude, you know, and they don't want to do right. anything. Right. Because that's the only people that show that they're potheads. There are so many big time business owners big time potheads but they use sativa so they have energy and they're they they're a good part of society you know they make a good living for themselves they do respectable you know and it's just 
it's it's sad. Lily here in Indianapolis had marijuana farms on the other side of 70. I mean, they manufactured, if you, there's bottles in their, down in their museum with the marijuana label on them. I got pictures of them on my phone and people don't know that. Pfizer, all of them. Yeah. All of them. And it's only illegal because it's a race crime. And then the cotton gin, and they lost a lot of money because hemp can make everything, including cars, airplanes, fuel, everything, paper. It's All ridiculous. Right. But anyways, that's off subject. I'm sorry. No. It's, I'm passionate about it. it and this is, this is something that uh, I haven't spent a lot of time talking about, at least on the MS Warriors Way podcast. Uh, but it is something that when you take a look at just the, the benefits that I have gotten from CBD, they're, they're, well, they're, all, they're both from the cannabinoid family. Absolutely. Uh, and you know what? That's the thing. If That's why I, because marijuana is not legal in Indiana and they were not looking at it. Right. Well, then CBD came out and I was like, okay, I need to learn about this. And so I went to the first brick and mortar store down the south side of Indianapolis and I sat there and hung out with them for hours upon hours. I'm good friends with them now and learned and just learned. And I wanted to open my own store because I wanted to help other people, you know, because if, because a lot of people trust me and if I say, Hey, this is good for you, they're going to do it. I mean, they're going to trust me. And when they see the proof in the pudding, when they see the video that I posted, you know, and so I wanted to open my own CBD store. Well, that didn't, didn't happen. But a girl that I had met, when I opened for Pat McAfee, my sixth time on stage, I met her after the show. She was there and, and she added me on Facebook. Well, she was like the store manager up at Denver CBD and she knew what she was doing. She's a good salesman. And she sent me a message. She goes, Hey, I would love for you to come try our CBD and see how it helps with your MS. And I was like, okay. You know, and I was going down to the South side source sending everybody down there, you know, and stuff. And I went up there. She knew exactly what she was doing. It wasn't about getting me to try the CBD. <laughs> It was about other stuff, but it was business. But I mean, it's smart. And so I was standing there and I was like, you know, I was been trying to open my own store, you know, and he goes, well, you, you should be an influencer for us. And I was like, I can do that. I have a pretty good following, you know, and, and I said, my buddy said I should have my own line. He goes, let's do it. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. So me and the, uh, Ashley, who helped develop it, we were trying to figure out, we went through, because I wanted something for energy. So we tried V12. We couldn't get that because it's not oil soluble. Um, it's only water soluble. We tried, um, what's that? Something root. Ugh, it's so gross. I can't even think what it's called. <laughs> something, something root. It's really good for MS. It's disgusting though. And we tried a couple other things. And the one thing that we could come up with was D3. So we put D3 in it. And it's one of the only CBDs out there that has D3. And here's the kicker. We have two flavors. And I did this on purpose because, like I said, I'm, I'm such a different person now than I was four years ago before my breast cancer. But I have orange, and 5% of that goes to the National MS Society. And I have strawberry, and 5% of that goes to the cancer support community. So, And the, the cool thing is you've taken something that you, you said, okay, I want to find something that's going to help me. And as soon as you realized how much it was helping you, you immediately said, now I need to make sure that I'm getting this into the hands of other people that are going to be dealing with some of the same things that I'm dealing with. So 
the people that are having issues because they have had cancer or they have cancer, you wanted to help mm -hmm. them. Those of us with MS, you're saying, I want to help them. And that's another piece of you know, something I talk about with, to uh, folks with MS is when, if you want to have something that, that will help you feel better, take your eyes off of yourself and do stuff for other people. When you start focusing on others and intentionally going out of your way to do stuff for others, it's, you're going to feel that much better. And you're doing that and you're doing it with a CBD, which is helping you feel better as well. So you're getting the emotional feeling better and the physical feeling better combined. Uh, kudos to, to your efforts there. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think I was this person before cancer that always just wanted to help. That's all I want to do now. I mean, it was always about making the money because I made six figures at 30 years old, you know, and I mean, I lost a quarter million dollar house in the crash of 08. So, I mean, I was balling back then, you know, I'd go to Vegas a couple times a year and, and everything, but now it's, it's, it's not about the money and I'm on disability now, you know, and it's, it's not about the money. Yeah, I want money. Of course I do. I like money because then I can gamble more, play more poker, but then buy more stuff. But it's not about the money. I'm happy, happier than I've ever been. And there's something, another podcast asked me, they said, how did, what changed to make you happy from where you were? And, and I said, well, besides getting my legs under me and finding cannabis, I said, honestly, it was swallowing my pride and accepting help, acknowledging that I needed it and accepting it. I have my best friend, and her girlfriend have helped me move two or th two times and they had to physically do every bit of it i couldn't carry a box i couldn't walk to carry a box to move they did every single thing for me and it was the first move was so hard for me to acknowledge that yeah i can accept help you know pride is is a horrible thing within us and your pride gets in the way and it hurts you more than it helps you it really does because when I was able to ask for and accept help, that's when I think I found my happy more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is one of those things where if, if in your life you, you tried to be self-sufficient all your life and then you find yourself in a place where you actually need help, but you mm -hmm. don't know how to ask or you don't know how to accept help. Um, yeah. And it's not, it's not an issue that, oh, I feel I'm, I'm, I'm less of a person because I need help. No, we all need help in this world. That's Different reality. Way. You know, it, ask any, any child that, you know, you see a baby, that baby has great potential, but it needs help, you know, and well, we all, do. we all My need dog. help. You know, everybody <laughs> needs help. So to admit the fact that, Admit the fact that you need help and then be willing to accept the help. It endears and, and grows the depth of relationships and you become a better person because of the relationship that you're having. And uh, that and pride. Yeah. That and pride. Because my pride, we were, me and my friends, we would do Sunday fun day down on Mass Ave, get sushi, and we got on those bird scooters, you know. And I, the first time I didn't think I could do those because of my balance and everything. And I did it a little bit and I could do it a little bit. 
well, they wanted to go all the way down and get ice cream. And I'm like, you guys, I can't go that far. And my best friend, Aaron goes, get your scooter out of the car. Cause I have a three wheel triad. It's awesome. Um, I think it goes like 25 miles an hour has a wheelie bar on the back. It's pretty, pretty awesome. But, um, she goes, get your scooter out of the car. And it was hard for me to swallow my pride and do that because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different than being on a bird for fun or being on this because you have to be. I got that out. I am so glad she made me. We had so much fun. We went zipping up and down Mass Avenue. I mean, we had so much fun. Now I go up to the cannabis cups, sometimes up in Michigan, just to research and, and, and figure out some of this stuff and, and understand and talk to people because they have a lot of things that you can learn. I take my scooter up there and everybody stops me and is like, oh my God, that's awesome. Where'd you get that? You know I mean? And everybody thinks it's so cool now, you know, and it's just like, and I was so embarrassed and you know what? Oh, well, you know what? I, I have to use my, my wheelchair when we do the MS walk. Well, not this year because it's virtual, but you know, um, right. I will take my wheelchair and I will push it as far as I can. And then I'll have to sit down and my friends will push me until my legs come back. Just like in 2000 and, 15 I did my last mini marathon and my legs had gone that's when they started going and that's when I got my walker and I did it with my walker and my best friend at the time uh, Casey my other best friend at the time she did it with me and we did all the minis together and I would sit down and she would have to push me a little ways she'd be like sit down and my legs I'd just drag them in the Finally, they'd come back and I'd get up and I'd go again. It took us about four hours, but we got it done. We finished. Yeah. You know, and- well, I can tell you uh, there was a time when uh, I was have, fighting with that whole pride issue. Mm. Uh, and, you know, we, I was doing an event up in the Chicago area. And so I took Mary and, and Jake with me and we went up to, to Chicago because I lived in Chicago uh, for a, a short time, a number of years back. And so I knew that my son would be thrilled to see some of these things in Chicago. And so we, yeah. you know, we went down Michigan and, and kind of showed, uh, showed him some of the different, you know, the Water Tower Place Mall. And uh, we went down and saw the Nike. We drove past the Nike store. Oh, yeah. He was like, he was like, can we go to the Nike store? And I said, well, you know, that's a lot of walking and I don't know. And, but every time he, we'd see something, he'd be like, well, can we go do that? Well, that's a lot of walking. And about the third or fourth time I had to say, well, that's a lot of walking from the backseat of the car. I hear my son, I, I think he was maybe five or six at the time. And I hear my son say, I hate MS. We don't do anything anymore. Oh, I was like, oh man, get that knife out of my chest, <laughs> you know, and it was then that I said, okay, I've got to do something, and that's when I Even- came home and found uh, a place where I could get a scooter, and, mm-hmm. you know, and after I was willing to get past that pride issue to take an assistance of any sort, then we started doing things and we have done as a family, we've done some amazing vacation things and trips because, and, you, because, because you swallowed I, your pride. And I had the resources and the tools, the, the uh, service stuff to help me be right. able to do those things. 
but almost anywhere. Like when we were up in Canada at that time, the hotel had a wheelchair you could use. You have to just tell them and let them know. Almost anything you go and do, you can get those resources there. So right. you don't have to really, well, I hear this. Well, I don't have the money to get a scooter or blah, blah, blah. Well, A, the MS Society is amazing. They helped me pay for my lift, the lift to get my scooter in and out of my car. Because I thought, because I'm all that and I can do anything, I'm invincible. I was going to get just a, a pull-out ramp, one of the metal ramps, and just put right. it down and push the scooter up in. And the lady, when I went to go get the ramp, she laughed at me and she goes, what about when your legs aren't working when you need to use the scooter? You think you're going to be able to do that? And I was like, mm, yeah, you got a point. So I called them and, they, um, and they've got um, navigators, I believe it is what they call them. And they help you and they do good resources and stuff like that. The MS Society is amazing to, for that. And they helped me pay for my lift and I, cause I couldn't, could be on disability yeah. going from six figures to <clears throat> disability is, is whew, it's a big change. But well, you know, I know what? I am so much happier than I've ever been in my life. I mean, even making that kind of money, I wasn't near as happy as I am now. I'm truly happy and happy with me, you know? But back to the pride, the one thing I can say, there is a place that I struggle and um, it's like concerts, you know, because going up to Deer Creek, um, it's outside. I don't know if people are probably from not just Indiana listening, but um, it's an outdoor venue and it's a long walk to get to the, to the lawn. And then the lawn's like this. I mean, it's, it's steep. Right. And it was like my friends from Denver, Ashley and, and Stephanie were like, come on, we'll help you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want them to help me. We weren't that close at the time. They were newer friends and they're like, come on. And then Ashley, I didn't have a place to park my scooter. And Ashley asked the beer people right there how long they would be there and if I could leave it there with them. And they said, yeah. And so we went up and sat in the lawn and then she helped, she basically weakened to burning me back down the, to the <laughs> scooter at the end, you know, and I'm so glad they, they kind of forced me to do that. That was one thing that, I mean, it, I still have that pride. <laughs> I don't have all of it gone. I mean, I still got a lot of pride, but I'm getting better at accepting, you know, things that I can actually do. And because you miss out on too much if you don't try to do it or if you don't figure out a way to do it. Right. I can't say there's much I haven't been able to do because I haven't figured out a way or had a friend help do it you know we went to a haunted house and it was a three-part one and i had my friend throw my cane in her purse because i wasn't really needing it unless i walk far or stand too long it was hot in there very hot by time and anybody watching this knows how heat is with well most msers have the heat issue some have cold which is odd to me but um so we got through the first part of it, it was a three-part we got Past, we got to the end of that and was getting ready to go into the second one. I said, can I have my cane? She's like, yeah. And I, by the time we got out the third, they had to pull the car around and they had to weekend up burning me to the car and I couldn't drive my car home. They had to drive it. But you know what? I still did it. And you, you had a great time doing it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's... It just stinks at the end, you know. It's like, ugh. It's frustrating. It's more frustrating for me because I just, like, when I walk the dogs, because I'm walking the dogs a ton now that we're stuck, you know, in, ha in the house, um, they're like, 
are you ever going to go away? They're with me 24 seven now, you know, they're like, please go away. Um, but I, I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to just run to the end of the street. And in my head, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, you no, I can't, you know, but I want to so bad. And right. so I'll, I'll jog like this much. And then my legs are like, Nope. And then by it's, the neighbors, I can only imagine what they think is I'll walk. I walk like a quarter, a third of a mile or a quarter mile a couple times a day with the girls. But by the time I get to the end and then coming home, there are times that I can barely walk. And they, they probably look at me and go, she was just fine a minute ago. What in the heck? But, you know, and then there's been two times where I fell down in the, the yard and I looked at my adoptive parents that I'm staying with. And I said, if the neighbors ask, just tell them I was day drinking again. <laughs> yeah. It's just easier to explain. And it's, it's one of those things, uh, you, when you find yourself saying to people, even complete strangers, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not drunk. I have MS. Uh, and, and they kind of look at you like, uh, I think it'd be easier. Okay. I think it'd be easier to explain. Yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> well, they don't they don't question that if you if you really are drunk, they just go, oh, you're drunk. You know, but well, a lot of people thought I was a raging alcoholic for years. Do you? Um, did you read Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley's book? Um, I've read part of it. I didn't get. I didn't read the whole thing. Uh, but uh, that is a book I recommend any master out there absolutely read that book um it's called fall down laughing how squiggy caught ms back then he um was going for a job interview or a part you know um, on the uh an audition and he was in the lobby waiting and it was richard richard Pryor had ms right uh yes and um it was his agent that called and um Squiggy was in the lobby waiting and he heard her and she goes, no, that part's been been filled. Thank you though. And he's like, why am I sitting here still? And she goes, no, that was Richard Pryor's uh, agent, the nerve of him trying to work with MS. And at that point he was like, I will never tell anybody. He let everybody believe he was a drunk. He yeah. went to the set of Laverne and Shirley early every day in the night before to memorize the set so he could try to, get it right to maneuver around the set they all he went with he was a raging alcoholic it was better to be an alcoholic than have ms yeah i'm just like wow but that book is is really good you know and it's just i mean he would sit in a tub full of ice i'm just like wow you know but any ms should read that book it's a good one but it's just it is easier to tell him sometimes you're an alcoholic yeah. I'm just drunk. And I guess I have spent so much time being very vocal about the fact that, yes, I have MS. Um, MS does not have me. I have it. And, and I will, I will let people know. I want to, I want to inform people. I want to make sure that they're aware of, of the disease and the fact that for so long, it was considered an orphan disease because there weren't enough people being diagnosed with it. Well, now with technology and that, they're able to, to diagnose people much younger and much quicker. But, uh, and so we have, we've reached those mass numbers, but they're still not doing uh, as much uh, concerted effort to find the cure as much and as fast as I would like for them to do it. But I want to be 
vocal about it to make sure that people are aware of this monster and we need a cure, you know? And so Absolutely. I'm, and you know, I'm doing everything I can to get that out. Well, and you know, and I'm vocal about everything. I don't hide a thing. I, my mom used to yell at me, you tell too much. And I'm like, well, that's just who I am. And I'm loud and proud about everything. You know, I mean, I have MS, uh, breast cancer fiber. I'm flat. I go topless all the time because women need to see it and know it can happen to anybody and know they have a choice not to have to do reconstruction, which funny, not funny fact, um, reconstruction gives you about a 40, I think it's 45. It's either 45 or 65% greater chance of getting an autoimmune disease. Mm, I did not know that. And I, I've uh, come to find there's a lot of women that have MS that are also breast cancer survivors. Mm. There's quite a few of us. And it's interesting that I think it's the drugs. But here's, here's the thing. The one thing, there, there's a lot of money. And don't get me wrong, and I'm glad. There's a lot of money being raised for breast cancer. And I, and I help with that a lot. I do a lot with that. Um, and it means a lot to me because that's what changed my life. The MS didn't change my life like the breast cancer did. Because MS, I don't think I'm going to die from. The breast cancer, I could have died from. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Um, but I, I've said this, and I said it on my, the trailer in my documentary. I would do breast cancer 10 times over to get rid of the MS. And I said that to somebody within, uh, at, the, at my doctor's office. And she goes, I don't think you understand how powerful of a statement that is. She said, wow. She goes, it's that bad. I said, you have no idea. Right. <laughs> it is MS is awful, but it's not what happens to you. It's how you choose to deal with it. Exactly. You know, it's, it's a horrible disease. You know, it, it, I'm not able to do a lot of things I used to love to do, like run many marathons and box. I mean, I went, I went to a boxing class just recently to see if I could even try. And we were doing 30 second or a, two, a minute round. I don't know. It wasn't very long. And I was in. And I was done, so I started stepping out backwards, and I couldn't stop, and I just, boom, I went. And these big old boxer guys that didn't really know me, they come running over, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. This is normal. And they're like, what? And then I got up and barked. It was in the ring again, and then my time was done, so I was backing out of it, and I couldn't stop. And I just, again, and they're just like, you know, but my instructor's brother has MS so she understands and so I feel comfortable there when I go and I, I can't go very much but you know it, it's just I don't know I don't know it, it's it's really just you have a choice either you're gonna sit down and cry about it or you're gonna get up and live your life right I mean I'm so glad I if you know a little bit about my life and I'm very glad I chose to live it because it's this it's a fairy tale almost well, let's let's Something. just say you. So I, I want to mention a couple of things so that people that either listen to the podcast or they see this on YouTube uh, will get a chance to uh, know a little bit more about you. Not only are you a comedian uh, and mm -hmm. a very strong advocate for people with MS and people with breast cancer, uh, but you were recently on an episode of Baskets, and. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't know how many people uh, are aware of the show or have watched any of the show, but, uh, you know. If you haven't, do it. All, see, all four seasons are on Hulu right now, and it did get renewed. That wasn't my fault. It happened before my episode aired. But I was on the second to last episode ever of that, and 
It was the best day of my life. Now, did I struggle on set? Yep. I actually, because Louie doesn't do well with like stairs and stuff. I walked with him. We went to the elevator, you know, and stuff. Oh, well. No, the rest of the actors were going up the stairs and doing that. I was with Louie Anderson going up in the elevator. Oh, well, you know, I mean, you, you may have to change some things. But right. still do them. Well, you and know, I, I, I say it all the time. I say this all the time. Uh, you don't have to adapt. Survival is optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I can't put on my clothes the same way most people do. I mean, when I get out of the shower, I sit on the toilet because if I am not sitting to put my pants on, I will fall. I can't lift the leg up and balance. Oh, well. You know what? I'm lazy. I sit on the toilet. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But. But it's, it's not a, oh, poor me, I can't get dressed like the rest of you, you know. Some people say, well, we all put our pants on the same. But no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> you <laughs> we might, really don't. You might do one leg at a time, but you aren't doing one leg just willy-nilly, just standing there and pulling it on, yep. you know. And woo -woo, yeah. not like I used to. But you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. I'm so grateful for my journey that put me where I'm at. But yeah, the episode of Baskets was amazing and i think there's some more to come i can't say much more than that but i think there's more to come um of, of hollywood and i've got my pod my podcast which you can watch the gaze of our lives um you can watch it or listen to it on itunes or apple podcasts and spotify um but yeah we even had a guest just recently from tiger king on <laughs> Now that's yeah. uh, that's something I I I, I was going to say I'm going to watch a little. I, I tried and I was just like, okay, that's uh, yeah, that that's got to be that's got to be something that you either you really think is crazy and you want to watch, or you're like me, you're going to be like, well, that was interesting. And well, here, here's how <laughs> I describe it. Now, what's the rating on this show? Well, uh, I I don't know that I have a rating. Uh, okay, well, but can I? Okay, can I just say something? It's not the it's not the really bad stuff that I used to no. say. Okay, <laughs> go, go right well, ahead. When I, when I described it to people, I was like, "It is an absolute shit show." But for a few hours, it makes you forget the shit show we're actually living in right now. Yeah, you know, I'm like, it's just it's it's a horrible thing. It's horrible, <laughs> and they mistreated and the you know, and he shot tigers. And I don't, I don't condone that. I'm a big animal lover, but you know what? The show itself, I don't care. It's funny. As a comedian, as a, as a lesbian and an animal lover, it's not good. As a comedian, it's hilarious. You know, did Carol Baskets kill her husband? I don't know. <laughs> you know well, I think so. She fed him to the tigers. <laughs> well, Lisa, I want to thank you for taking some time to come and hang out with me and talk a little bit about your journey with MS and more. But uh, before we head out, uh, you got any words of encouragement or a challenge that you want to give to our listeners uh, to help them uh, be able to thrive in spite of the monster? Well, I have two quotes that I've lived by all my life. And I think they are for everybody, for anything. And they're sales quotes because I'm a salesman. But you know what? Life is about sales. And that's why I've gotten where I've gotten. It's not because I'm the funniest comedian, because I am not. 
It's not because I'm the best actor. I'm not, but you know what? I'm a good salesperson and I'm good at marketing and, and, you know, branding. But the two things I've lived by is perception is reality. I mean, think about that. If you perceive yourself as, oh, I'm too slow to keep up with my friends, <sighs> they should just go on. That's your reality. And guess what? They will. Right. Your perception is your reality. You know what? My perception is, oh, well, I've got MS. I can do that. Or I'll try. I may fall down, but I'm going to try. You know, that's my reality. Yeah. I struggle, but I can do it, you know, so perception is reality. And my second one, and it, it, I don't know how much it relates to this, but it's, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And that goes back to what we talked a little bit earlier about is when you're doing something for somebody else mm -hmm. and when you care enough for them, then uh, they'll, they'll be, willing and interested in helping and being part of your world because they know you care about them. And well, so there's a lot of, a lot of power in, in that statement. Well, and it's not even, this has nothing to do with MS. Um, it has to do with the situation we're in right now. And um, I knew I would lose my mind because I'm an extra extrovert and I go, 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 go. I'm never hardly at home except for my, with my dogs and stuff. But I just go and do, I play poker, I'm, I'm on stage, I'm acting, I'm in the dinner detective show, you know, I do laughter on call, which we sit with Alzheimer's patients, um, which is cool. Yeah, uh, you know, so they said, well, we can't pay you that, but 40 bucks, and it's all the way up in Fort Wayne. I'm like, I'll do it for free. You know, I mean, yeah. to sit with an Alzheimer's patient and help them because making them laugh, okay. But I was like, I'm going to go nuts sitting in the house, you know, and I was like, I've got to find something to keep busy. And I, you know, I do online poker or whatever, but I saw on Facebook, these nurses, their ears were killing them from the mask straps. They're blistering. Right. And, and I saw, uh, uh, there's a boy scout, I guess he designed this 3d print. Um, and it's a strap that goes around the back of your head and you just hook the straps over it so they don't go on your ears and it pulls the mask more taunt and I was like you know what I've always wanted to play with a 3d printer I guess this is the right time to get it so I bought a 3d printer and I started printing those and I've uh, gotten rid of we've donated I've donated between me and a couple of friends printing some from me but I run this machine almost 24 7 printing them and I got another machine coming this week uh, to print more IMPD our local police force has gotten like 170 of them from me cancer center hmm. um our infusion lab, I called them and uh, talked to Anita and sending them out some, of course, orange ones for them. And, um, but it is, and you, it's not about you. I mean, your life, yeah, it is about you, but it's not. I mean, it's, it's more about everything else in it and what you do with it. You know, I, I just, I don't know. A friend of mine, a fellow comedian, you know, and then he's like, Taco Bell got all this publicity for giving a hundred tacos to frontline workers. I mean, you should get more publicity than that. And I'm like, I'm not doing it for that. And he's like, but you're a comedian. You could get a following. And I'm like, but I'm not doing it for that. You know? Right. And so I don't know. It's just quit crying about your bad situations 
there's people that are a lot worse. And, and that's one thing too, real quick. And I know you're trying to wrap up. I told you I'd talk forever. Yeah. I have, I have friends sometimes they are, you know, they're, oh, woe is me. You know, they're having a bad day or, or get divorced or, you know, they lost somebody or, or whatever it may be. Um, and they're like, oh, I shouldn't complain to you. I mean, look what you deal with every day. And I'm like, here's the thing. Your worst day is no different than my worst day. If your worst day is losing your husband, get divorced. And you probably think my worst day was getting diagnosed with breast cancer. It wasn't, you know, is losing my mother was my worst day of my life. So my worst day and your worst day is no different. It's all in how you look at things. Right. You know, perception is reality. So, and um, can I give a shout out for my social media at least? Oh yeah. I, if, if, you know, people want to find out more about Sears and uh, they want to, find you on whatever, whether it's baskets or whatever your next adventure is, go ahead and tell us how, how, how people get in touch with you. Well, it's most of the platforms. It's homo Sears comedy because let's be honest. And, um, I know, I know bad. I didn't say good comedian. And, <laughs> and if you go to, if you want to try CBD, and the only one I can speak for is my own because I actually helped with my own hands make it and I know exactly what's in it. And um, it has vitamin D3, which you won't find anywhere else. You can go to denverscbdco.com. And right now they're doing free shipping because right now with anxiety and everything, people need their CBD bad, even worse. I had a friend that was just, she was, anyways. So go to Denver CBD Co. And if you put in, uh, there's a code, you can put in Lisa 20 and you'll get 20% off your first Denver order. But they have, we have, I have another, I have a blah, MS mouth. Um, so I have the two tinctures, the drops that you put under your tongue, but I have a, um, an, a candy, a hard candy coming out and they're still manufacturing it. They're working on it, processing. It should be done. If this wouldn't have happened, it would have been out. But another thing I wanted for people with cancer and MS is it has got CBD, CBG, which is a just a, a more CBG. It's in the cannabinoid factor family and B12s for energy. So, I, you know, and they're in the shape of waffles. So I'm calling them, you know, they're for pain, of course, you know, because yeah. CBD, I'm calling them achy, wakey waffles. <laughs> so, uh, and if they go to uh, to get that, you say Lisa twenty, and but is that yeah. with is, is it? It's Lisa with two S's, right? There you go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So it's it's L I S S A Lisa twenty. Okay, twenty. I just want to make the, the, yeah. There's a there's a code place in there that they have it, and it's the drops which I think work better and they last in your system more longer. But right. yeah, I mean, if you haven't tried them, and a lot of people are like, I've tried CBD. Well, yeah, do you know what you tried? Do you know what's in it? I had a friend text me the other day and goes, what do you think about this? And I said, it's not CBD. Read the bottle. And she's like, it's CBD. And I said, hemp and CBD, you know, hemp oil and CBD are different. You know, I, there, there's so much to it. I've been to the farms where we grow our CBD here locally. We have the biggest um, production um, extraction plant in the Midwest that we are actually are manufacturing from, or not manufacturing, extracting from, from the plant, which we have our fields, we're extracting it and making it into CBD in our plant right up in Westfield, Indiana. I mean, we're doing it all. Actually, right now they're making hand sanitizer because 
that's what we need right now too, you know? So, but right. um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It, it, if I could, I would buy it for everybody that I, I knew needed it because I would just give it to everybody. And I, I, and I, my best friend goes, you can't keep giving everything away. So you're not going to have any money for yourself. And I'm like, I know, but I want to help this person. But yeah, so you can get, that's what I wanted the 20% off discount. So more people can afford it. Cause people say to me, I can't afford to use it. And I'm like, you can't afford not to. Right. So anyways, Denver CBD co Lisa with two S is 20 and homo serious comedy. And the other thing is my podcast is the gaze of our lives. which You can see behind me, the gaze of our lives. Um, you can watch it on YouTube or you can, like I said, listen to it. So, well, Lisa, I thank you. Uh, we didn't even really get into talking about it. The fact that you and I, each year we try to, I, I try to do, uh, for during the, the month of March, which is MS awareness month. I always try to do a comedy show to, for uh, raising awareness and money. Uh, and, <laughs> and, uh, we were scheduled to do one and then this, COVID thing came around and hit us sideways and we didn't, didn't get to do the show. Uh, we will still do the show once we're allowed to do something. It may not be during the month of March this year, but we'll still do the show to raise some money for, for sure. uh, for MS warriors and, uh, and angels, uh, just because, uh, they're a great, great organization. Uh, well, but, hopefully we'll be able to get on a cruise ship again and do MS cruisers. Cause I would love to go and perform with you on one of those. I love well, the cruise. We need to uh, we need to hope that by uh, the end of September, first part of October, everything's back to normal and we can we can go well, because that's uh, that's when the the uh, MS Cruisers is supposed to be going out uh, the September twenty seventh through October fourth. I think it were the dates and uh, I think they should go to Alaska. That's cool. Well, I will say. Uh, <laughs> MS Cruisers, we've done the Alaska cruise. It's, I, I was wow. not, I didn't go on that cruise, uh, but I know the MS Cruisers group that I'm a part of, uh, we've gone on that cruise. It's been a while, but part of the reason we don't do that one all that often is it, it is a fairly expensive yeah, uh, cruise and, uh, and just uh, every, everything's pretty pricey to, to do that. And, and when, my friend Alana, who uh, runs MS Cruisers, when she puts those uh, itineraries together, she's always looking for a great itinerary that isn't going to cost an arm and a leg and be just an awesome time when we get together and, and go on the cruise. Uh, well, as long as I can afford it, can I per perform on this cruise this year? If well, we get to go? Yeah, we, I will definitely work that out where, where we'll do uh, something uh, if it's just for the MS Cruisers group, or if uh, there have been a few times when uh, we've been able to have a, a lounge on the ship uh, that was bigger than our group needed, and we opened it up to uh, people on the cruise that wanted to come nice. and be a part of it. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, we've we've not done any shows on their main stage, the big stage, because uh, they have their their shows going on pretty much during the same time that we would okay. be doing it. But, uh, yeah, it's well, just the experience of getting to be on board. And then uh, I always, you know, I, I've said to Alana and, and Jeff, I say, if we can invite non-MS folks, if they want to come in and be a part of it, it's MS awareness in action. We're teaching them something about MS. 
while they're getting to experience it and and be part of uh, the the show that we're doing. So, well, two of my friends that I've been friends with since I was five come to that show with us, the MS show every year, and I mean they're like my sisters, you know. And we've been friends since we were five years old. They've been through all of this with me. She said last year, she goes, that was your best comedy show I've ever seen you do. And I didn't think it was as much comedy because I was telling about MS more and doing it jokingly, of course, because you have to joke about it. You have to laugh about peeing yourself in public. Yeah, you know, I had to jump out of the car and just stand in the middle of the parking lot and pee. You know, it is what it is. But, you know, yeah. you got to laugh about it. And And so I think inviting the other people and they, they learn. And, and I think that's a great idea, but um, is there a way, because I've seen people say, well, I don't have the money to go. I wish I could go. I don't have the money. I'm on disability. Is there something that you guys have a program or anything like that, that, you know, that people can some way, you know, be able to afford to go that can't go. I not asking for me because I'll figure it out somehow. At I'm this point, wondering. At this point, we don't have anything in place. We've we've talked about and tried to figure out a way to partner maybe with uh, an on, a nonprofit organization that could help us uh, raise some some funds and make scholarships available for people. You know, uh, but then we'd, we'll, I'm we. I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, it's it's a conversation that we have had uh, because. Alana feels, you know, very passionate about trying to keep it as affordable as possible. And she would love to be able to help people that really would benefit from being able to get away and do something really special and, and, you know, still make it happen. Uh, we've just not been able to find the right fit for us to do that. Um, well, I didn't know. I'd seen people, and that's the thing, too. I mean, not necessarily talking about them people, but when people say something like that, for I'll use that as an example. Well, I really want to go, but I can't afford it. I'm on disability. And I'm like, no, you know what? Uh, maybe next time. Maybe I'll figure something out. You know, don't always look at the negatives. You know, right. and I, I see that a lot in the groups, and I don't even pay attention to most of the MS groups that I'm in. And I've gotten out of a lot of those and the breast cancer ones because there's so many Debbie Downers and it's just, that's not good for you. It's not good. You know, I've gotten rid of a lot of toxic people. And if, if you haven't figured out who's toxic in your life from being alone for a month or two, something's wrong because uh, there's toxic people in your life you need to get rid of that are just yeah. always poor me, poor me. You can't do that. It brings you down. Stay yeah. positive. And I say it all the time if when you say i can't you've mm -hmm. stopped that you've stopped any progress from happening to see anything become reality and when you say i can't if you say let me see what i have to do to make it happen you've opened the door for possibilities you've opened the doors for something that may be able to happen is it going to take some work yes is it going to take some discipline yes but you can make it happen if you have the drive people well, that's either like I just want to run again. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You yeah. know, I, it's stupid. I hated running. And <laughs> now that's the only thing I want to do again. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you have to push the through and do it. Um, last thing, and then I'm going to shut up and let you sign off. If you're in Indiana, we are trying to get the MS license plates. You know how they have the vanity license plates? Like I have one for breast cancer and, and IYG. 
we're trying to get one. We have to get so many signatures. We're missing the, we missed the deadline now because of this whole thing, but we're all going to, you know, be signing this. So when you see anybody with the MS society or um, maybe even contact them to see if you can get Beverly will probably, you know, have forms she can email you or whatever to sign. If we have to get so many signatures for the BMV to give us that license plate, I would love to rock the MS license plate though. Right. You know, I, I think, you know, that's a, a huge thing, you know, anyways, that's my last, that's my last, I'll shut up. No, I, I appreciate your efforts there as well. And, uh, I know I actually have a, a sheet or two yeah. uh, with some signatures yeah. on it at the club. Uh, but, you know, and, and I, I probably don't know should... if they'll let us use them yeah. later because of all this. I... Who knows? Because they closed the B&B. So maybe right. they will let us when this opens up. But yeah, at the event they had, I had a lot of people take, I got almost everybody's signature at the MS event but they all took them to take to church or whatever to have people sign. Right. But the B&B is very picky and they're like, Oh, are these real? And they'll go through every one of them to see if they're fake. And I'm like, why would, never mind. I just don't understand the mentality sometimes, but yeah. But if you guys are able to sign up or sign for that, I mean, I would love to rock one of those. We have to have like 500 signatures is all. Right. And they, they have to make sure that we don't have a bunch of people from, uh, you know, out of state. Cause uh, that's the thing uh, between you and me. Uh, I don't know how many friends you have on Facebook, but uh, you know, if I just had uh, half of uh, my Facebook friends uh, autograph a thing, we'd probably have all of the signatures we need plus, you know, but uh, for some reason, yeah, they, don't want, like they don't want people from Australia saying that we need a, a an MS license plate here in well, Indiana. <laughs> I mean, I have enough friends here that I could get it done if I could do it on Facebook and even if they were just here locally, but you can't, but like I got, I had a hundred before I went to that event because I take it to my poker games and all my friends, you know, they're like, absolutely. This would be great. You know? And, and they are like, I don't know if I'd rock it, but maybe because it's orange, you know, yeah. it's crazy. That's my favorite color. Well, Hopefully we can make that happen. So we'll keep rolling. So. We'll keep trying. So, well, anyway, Lisa, uh, Sears, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for hanging thank out you. with me. And, uh, I will say as soon as this thing is over and everything, uh, we'll get together. I'll buy you a cup of coffee or something and, uh, and we can catch up and, and, uh, and I'll learn more about what's next out there and, uh, in La La Land and we'll see what, uh, what, is happening there as well so until let's just say it, my good friend has plans well and don't don't forget if you look if you need like for any any of these things if you need an old fat guy uh a, you know a, a really slow old fat guy what do you want me to call bowers uh, oh yeah <laughs> i'm kidding anyway. thank you buddy i appreciate it well for everybody else uh that's uh part of this podcast and uh please Continue to let uh, the world know that we need a cure for MS and let's do our part. Uh, but uh, stay positive and stay focused on uh, kicking this MS monster in the teeth and uh, we'll make it happen together and we'll do it the That's warrior's right. way. That's right. Beep.